Well, hello, this is Rich, and this is the Empty Nester Therapy Podcast. How you doing? I'm good. I'm a little frustrated right now. <laughs> this is our second take, because you forgot to turn on the recording button. I forgot to hit the red, the red dot. But that's okay. We're ready. We're rehearsed. We had a rehearsal, a dress rehearsal tonight. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> Hey, well, welcome to the Empty Nester Therapy Podcast. and um, We're going to need therapy after this. My name's Rich, and you are... Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Angry Amy. Angry Amy. <laughs> uh, oh, that didn't I can't happen. believe you, can't, you didn't push the button. We did like a 15-minute run, and I didn't push record. Are, is it recording now? It is recording. Gosh. So good. Hey, well, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here, because <laughs> uh, I need some Actually more, here. Because um, you're actually here now. Um, we need some distance. <laughs> well, hey, how about the fun fact? Oh, sure. What's your fun fact? You're just trying to goat me on. You know my fun fact. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Uh, so uh, in case you haven't heard, there are things called cocaine hippos. Um, uh, I'm, all, I'm all about this. Cocaine hippos. Cocaine hippos. So right, tell me the story. Back in the 70s, Pablo Escobar, he was the huge cocaine drug lord from Colombia. Okay. In the seventies, he brought over four hippos from Africa in his little, like he had like this zoo menagerie of animals, right. Okay. In his estate. Um, but he was like one of the wealthiest drug lords ever. Right. Like he had millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so in 1993 he died. Okay. And his estate just basically went left unattended. Okay, so people vacated and they're gone. And the animals are just doing free. their thing. They're doing. just like free forage, do whatever you need to do. Okay. Well, apparently, what they needed to do was multiply. So <laughs> four um, in 1993 became almost anywhere between 90 and 120 in 2019. Wow. So that that amount of hippos. That's a lot. The range that they cover to feed themselves and to move. How big is the property? Is well, I don't know how big his property is. They've gone beyond it. Oh, and it's they take now eight hundred and seventy square miles. Wow, that's a lot of just roaming that Mm -hmm. they roam, and it it's really causing a lot of problems because they're kind of an invasive species. They're Mm -hmm. not from there, so it's messing up the ecosystem, which is funny when I always think of invasive species. I always think of plants. Yeah, like a weed. I don't think of like a... Noxious weed. Like Mm hundred-pound hippo. hippo being (laughs) being an invasive species. But they probably eat a lot. So they eat a ton. They eat fish. They eat people. They're actually... They eat people? Well, they've attacked people. (laughs) They've attacked people. They actually eat a person. I don't think they've eaten a person, but they've attacked people. Okay. But you know, they live in the water mostly and they've introduced different types of chemicals. And so they've, their presence in the water has created toxic algae blooms. Oh, that's no good. And because they're kind of messing up the ecosystem within the water. They were never meant to be there. They're super hard to kill because there's, they're aggressive and they're they're big. big. I mean, they're probably a good target, and but it probably a takes of, a lot to put them down. And a lot of hippo lovers in the world. And that's the thing. They killed one and everybody freaked out. And mm. I was like, okay, but. It's ruining stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so they caught one male, castrated it, put it back in the wild to see if that worked. 
but it costs fifty thousand dollars. So yeah, while it works, like five million dollars to eradicate it's too hippos. expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then in twenty twenty one, they kind of introduced this chemical that was like a hormone that would then make them infertile. Okay. That was controversial as well. So now fast forward twenty twenty three. They believe that there's maybe like 170 hippos, which I can't even imagine how much land they could be yeah. taking over. They could almost double that land mass of 870 square miles. But if nothing is done, mm-hmm. they project it to be around a thousand in just like 10 years. Wow. So that's a lot of hippos. That's a problem. It'll be a huge problem. <laughs> so um, one of their solutions is which sounds so odd to me that they would ship some to India and Mexico. Oh, that's cool. But I, I feel like they're just passing the problem. I think they should put them on the Rio Grande. To another we have one. a hippo wall. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't. You just can't cross. You there's, can't cross there's because just, there's hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> hungry hippos are keeping the people from Mexico coming to the United States. Well, they that, do. That's, they that's do live solution. in the water. You know, know. could be. Could be. I don't know. I think that could be a solution. I don't know why they couldn't take them back to Africa, but they have inbred. And so now they're kind of a new species of yeah. hippo. They're called the Colombian hippo, mm-hmm. but it's still like or the cocaine. <laughs> I don't think they take mm-hmm. cocaine. I think it was because of the cocaine money, Got it. but you can Google it. You can Google um, cocaine hippo, but Netflix is making a movie oh, and there oh. are a couple documentaries you can go out and see. Um, anyway, it's just a really, is it going to be called the hippo teacher? (laughs) I don't know what it's going to be called, but, um, anyway, it is kind of funny. We did see hippos when we were in Africa. Yeah, We were on the Nile. Yeah. On the Nile on a like water safari and they're all in the water. And there was like, you would come up to, I don't know what they're called, but I'm going to call them a pod. And there would be like a hundred of them. It's called a murder. Not crows. (laughs) (laughs) That's <laughs> not hippos. Anyway, and you wouldn't see them. You would just see like their nose and then their little ears like right. twitching around and right. doo, 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 like yeah. that. It's pretty cool though. They're um, pretty they're pretty majestic. Oh, uh, they're kind of scary. Yeah. But yeah, you know, if you, you put those in the river. That'd be great. I'm thinking Rio Grande. <laughs> I've just solved our immigration problem. I don't know if this is a politically correct <laughs> podcast. Yeah. We we are not we're not political. So. Well, anyway, um, so that is my fun fact. I love that fun fact. Perfect. Well, um this week uh it's been a good week. You said that you were listening to a radio show. Yeah, so I was So tell going, me about that. Yeah, I was going to the store and I like to listen to public radio. And they had this guest that was Buddhist and he was talking about, um, reincarnation. Um, that really wasn't the, the point of the conversation for today was for me. Um, he said something about, he was saying, you know, as Buddhists, you shouldn't be so concerned about what you're going to be in the afterlife, but you should be more concerned about who you're reincarnating as in this life. And it kind of made me think about, um, like, how are we growing and changing and trying to be a better version of ourselves? Mm-hmm. And he gave like a little personal example, but it made me think like, I hope I'm not my 16 year old self. Yeah. Like, I hope I'm better. I hope I've learned some things. Uh, now yeah. it doesn't, the essence of who I am at 16 is yeah. still in there. Like, right. Yeah. I still it's, feel like I'm 21. 
It's in my mind. <laughs> it's maybe just a better yeah. version right. of that. You know, like maybe I, hopefully I'm different. Hopefully mm-hmm. I've learned some things. Right. And so it was just an interesting kind yeah. of thought. Sure. As we're older and empty nesting and we look back and all the things that we've gone through and experienced and yeah, you would hope that we are not those people, but we learned and we grew, you know, I mean, I think, I think, uh, we're learners. I mean, we like to learn, we like to grow, we like to study. We both have, you know, master's degrees. We both, uh, yeah. value, um, educate, educating yourself yeah. and staying, um, trying to be on the top of your game, uh-huh. whatever that means. But I definitely feel like, like when I was a 21 year old husband, um, <laughs> I was way, I think I was a lot different than I am now. Um, I was definitely more reactive. I was definitely more selfish. Um, I didn't necessarily know how to navigate all of the things, Mm -hmm. but we, we kind of fought our way through that together and hopefully learned and grew. Kind of grew up together, really. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope that, and I I don't think I hope, I know that I'm different. I know that I'm not that same person, but I, in my essence, I think what you just said, my essence, I still have that you know, boy ness of being who I was. I still feel like that. No, my body doesn't feel like I'm 21, (laughs) but, um, I definitely also know that like, I don't talk, I don't necessarily share in meetings. Yeah. Like I maybe did when I was younger. Like I had to prove ourselves. I knew stuff. I know stuff and people around the room need to know. I know. Right. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Like today we had a, um, an offsite, uh, at the house here. Um, I oversee, um, the middle school pastor and the high school pastor and mm-hmm. we had our, our worship, um, part-time worship director for, for youth, for yeah. students. And we had a little offsite to kind of talk about who are we, what are we trying to do? What are yeah. we trying to accomplish in this new age of youth ministry? And it was really great, but I've just was sitting there and I don't mean this arrogantly, but I think I've probably forgot more <laughs> ministry, the stuff than they know because, you know, cause uh, you're twice as old. Yeah. I could be their dad. Yeah. And so, um, so I don't necessarily download that onto them. Right. Right. Cause um, sometimes people, I mean, we had to learn yeah. on our own, right? Yeah. And there's things like, you know, generational things like Gen Z and millennials and all the things like there's definitely things that are different that you need to be a, a student of. Right. Uh, I mean, they're so, probably more close to what's relevant, right? Right. I mean, there's things I need to know and understand about this current sure. culture and generation. Yeah. But there's some essential things that don't change, mm-hmm. like relational ministry. There's just, you know, people f- follow Jesus because of usually someone is walking with them to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, the Billy Graham on TV did work for some, but it's not a high probability that that's working in most well, places. Most people under the age of 30 aren't watching TV. Right. And so relational ministry and stuff. So we were talking about that, but I think I realized, man, I, I know a lot of stuff, but I want to make sure that it's sent this sound funny, but I want it. I want them to be their idea. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I want them to, to kind of well, see it's it. It's more of a mentoring. Like you could, yeah. you could tell them what to do as a boss. Mm-hmm. Like this is what you should do. But when you mentor somebody, they learn right. and then they get to kind of quote unquote reincarnate themselves and right, right. make themselves better. Cause yeah. if you're just told what to do all the time, yeah, and, and you're not me, better. And let me be clear, you know, our staff, our youth minister, our student life staff, 
um, is fantastic um, and they're super smart and uh, it's great to work with them. Um, and, and in no means do I want to uh, put out there that I'm the, the, all the, the grand poobah or the, the guru of all oh, absolutely. ministry. That's not true, but I definitely feel like we are working together to find what is the best way to, to reach out to students in this world. Sure. Um, sure. And, uh, I'm realizing that I do know things, but I maybe don't say them out loud. <laughs> Yeah. As much as I used to. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, and I think I, I'm, I hope that I'm a better listener. I hope that I um, I'm slow to, you know, slow to speak. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, what does that mean? Like if you think about now, OK, what am I learning now? Right. And then what is that? What do I need to continue to, mm-hmm. to learn? What do I need yeah. to continue to grow? Because I don't want to just like, well, I'm done. Well, I think sometimes too, like you can get so caught up either in the moment or the future that you forget to look back and to appreciate where you came from. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes there are seasons that are hard. Yeah. Um, it can be loss. It can be trauma. We've talked before about infertility and loss and, and challenges with jobs and moves and sometimes in those present moments, mm-hmm. you're not thinking about how you're getting better. No, you're not. You're just trying to survive. Yeah. But when you come through it, you can look back and you can say, that experience changed me. Mm-hmm. No, that's totally true. I mean, a couple of weeks in church, we were talking about, you know, good, hard things are good. You yeah. Know, and in our men's group. And I have this guy, uh, Steve, and he, um, you know, he has a brain tumor. Um, yeah. And He's just walking around with a brain tumor, but yeah. it's not growing and it's not impacting his life. And, right. But he would say that he's a believer because he got brain cancer Wow. and he wouldn't be where he is now without this. And yeah. so he, but in the middle of it, you don't realize what you're walking in. No. Like, I think there's definitely been times for us, whether it was adoption or your mom passing mm-hmm. or, you know, hard things like that, where you're just in the middle of it. You're just yeah. doing it and you're care you're walking and you're doing it. And then uh, somehow you, you, it ends and you mm-hmm. get past it and you look back and you go, wow, that was really hard. Yeah. But it wasn't as, you just kind of felt held in it. Like yeah. there, you just, there was a supernatural God's Holy spirit just kind of absolutely holding you in it. Yeah. Even you were just trying to get through it. Yeah. Um, but those times, man, you learned so much about yourself and you yeah. learn about what you value and what's important and. Um, and then you'd say, okay, I want to be about those things, you know, yeah. um, you know, like us being grandparents, like we are, we want to put our effort into the sure. things that matter. Yeah. We don't need to worry about all the little stuff. We just want to right. be a part about the things that matter. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, if we look back and we were younger, we may, <laughs> may not have thought that way because right. we weren't, we just didn't know what we didn't know. Right. Right. And I think that it's just, um, transitions and learning can be hard. Mm-hmm. Like transitions and learning are hard times, mm-hmm. but when I think we don't do a, a good enough job, that wasn't probably very good English, but we don't do a good job of looking back and appreciating yeah. where we've come from. I think sometimes we just kind of go, oh, well, I'm old and this is where I am. And we don't really appreciate the work that it maybe took to get here. Mm-hmm. And then how are we planning for the next change? How are we planning Mm -hmm. to continue to grow and change and not just let life come at me, Mm -hmm. but be proactive in my life, be proactive in what's coming. 
I think looking for opportunities to tell our story is always a good idea like yeah. this. Yeah. Um, I think looking look and, and opening yourself up to other people's stories. Yeah. Like we talk about that a lot at the church. Like we want to tell stories mm-hmm. because stories connect, um, kind of tend to connect us together. Yeah. We all have a story. We all like stories. We, we all know stories. Um, I think we, we can look back and go, wow, look at all the ways that we learned and grew in the past. Um, and then how do we take all that, continually take all that in our hands and go forward mm-hmm. in the relationships, the job situations, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe their job things kind of weird, but we don't freak out. We just kind of right. hold our ground or whatever. Um, uh, finances are, you know, better than ever been for us, but mm-hmm. They're still wishing I'm not perfect at it. And we still got things we got to figure out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but also um, we have opportunities to give more right, right than we ever yeah. have. So I think just that growing and learning and trusting God and mm-hmm. all those things um, and trying to be better in the future because we see that in the past we grew. We know right. that we can continue to, to grow yeah. in the yeah. present and in the future. Yeah. And, and to be excited about that new, what's my next lesson I'm going to learn? What's the next iteration of who I am? What is that going to look like? But then I want to kind of twist it around a little bit. And I want to say, not only should we be looking back and appreciating the growth that God has brought us through, but I think we also need to look at people where they are today and judge, not, not judge them, but appreciate where they are today, not who they were right. and holding them in some past mm-hmm. life. Right. You know, if that's kind of the metaphor we're using and then also welcome that they are going to change too. Right. Mm-hmm. That don't keep them in that box of who you think they are and who they should and keeping be. them there. Yeah, right. And who they should be. Right. Instead saying, Hey, mm-hmm. this is who you are right now. This moment, I'm going to accept you as you are not for something you did before. No, because maybe you've learned from that and, and I'm not going to keep you here No, and not let you grow. Right. No, I think you're right. I think, I mean, there's biblical examples of this all over the place. I mean, Peter denies Jesus three times, but then comes back and makes yeah, breakfast for absolutely. him and says, Hey, you know, feed my sheep. And so I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it <laughs> and you did it. And here I am. And now grow from it. Right. Grow now, and learn and go build the church. And yeah. so I, I think that's true. I think sometimes I'm guilty of putting someone in a category, mm, yeah. and leaving them in that category and not letting them change. Right. Absolutely. I think we all are. And, and yet we want people to To look at us and say, (laughs) Hey, you've changed. You're awesome. You've done so much work. But then we look at other people and are like, ah, you're never going to change. And that's not, that's That's what I think is the point is that if, if I look back and I see that I'm changed, I need to have that same grace that I've given myself Mm -hmm. to other people and allow them don't hold them where they are. Don't say, mm-hmm. well, this is who you are. You're, you're going to be an angry person. You're always, always going to be always angry. Be angry. That's, yeah, you're going to do this and you're yeah. always going to be this way. Yeah. I think you're right. I think we, we all do this. We, I think our brains do this for us. We want to simplify everything. Mm, so yeah. we just, we just make an automatic assumption because yeah. it's just easier. Um, I think our, our mental capacity, our brain does a lot of things for us, like our bias and things Mm -hmm. like that. So we have to fight against that automatic, that auto response and go, I know that this is what it was, but I'm going to give you 
more grace yeah. to be who you are aspiring to be or who God wants you to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and not, not in a kind of a demeaning way, not like, Oh, you're, you're sucking life right now, <laughs> but you're going to be better. God, you know, it's not going to make you good. You're not there yet. <laughs> I don't want to say that. It sounds so mean and judgy. Um, but I do want to hold people in attention of, yeah, I know where you were, but I'm going to have a lot of hope, not hope that it might happen, but a kind of this eternal hope, right? like this proclamation hope we mm-hmm. talk about where it's going to happen. Yeah. Like well, God's I, hope means that God, it's going to happen in the future at some point. Not, uh, I hope like it's might, might change if we are walking with the Lord and if we are pursuing his, his, his heart and his grace, we, he's going to change us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just a matter of how he does it. Um, and when he does it, because the disciples all figured it out after Jesus died, like they become superheroes after that. Right. Well, don't you think that maybe when Jesus was looking and picking the disciples, he was picking them based on their potential and not who they were at that moment. Oh, absolutely. Right. And so Peter was an ass. <laughs> what if we, <laughs> what if we had relationships with, with people based on their potential absolutely, and not for who they are today? No, absolutely. Like, you know? what do you, what do they have? What could they be? Yeah. What, this is your can, potential. I, I'm going to be your friend because we're going to potentially have an awesome friendship. Not because you're great today, mm-hmm. but because we're both going to be better tomorrow. Yeah. I think that's something I'm really trying to figure out in men's community in our church is how do we build groups of men together that just spur one another on to be, um, to be better together. Yeah. We're going to do this together and we're not going to, there's no judgment here. You right. Know? And even if, you suck today and you looked at porn and you say, Hey, I'm sorry, whatever. That, that's fine. Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. Well, it's yeah. kind of that iron sharpens iron, right? I mean, how yeah. do we, how do we spur each other on to be better and, and together look back and say, that's the journey we've been on. Let's look, look how forward. Far look how, look far, how, we how come. far we come. And then how do we, I mean, I think, mm-hmm. you know, we hear testimonies about people that have come a long way, but it almost like it's ends there. Like, yeah. and then I found Jesus and it's like, oh, everything's done, done, <laughs> yeah, end of story. Um, right. And it's like, that's just the beginning. Yeah. It's not an end. It's a beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think we have to wrap this up, but I think the most important part about the thing that you're talking about is God gives us grace. So we need to give grace to others. I mean, yeah. And I think to it too is like, that. and how do we be intentional about quote unquote reincarnating ourselves in the here and now and being intentional about that, not just letting life come at us, mm-hmm. but actually being proactive about absolutely learning and being better versions of ourselves. Yeah, I think it's great. Well, it's Thanksgiving week. We're a little late in our podcast. I don't know if it's late. We're just doing our podcast when it fits into our schedule. <laughs> our schedule's been a little crazy uh, but lately. But this Thursday is Thanksgiving. We're actually going to another person's house. Never been to We've never been to a friend at church and his uh, young family. And it's gonna we're going to go hang out with them. And it's going to be fun just to eat different food and hang out and have different conversations. And yeah. then we're having Thanksgiving, kind of a family one on Sunday with yep. our grandson. Our and, yep. and our other family. Our family. Our um, we're doing a little turkey trot on Thursday. Yep. So yeah, we're just, uh, we'll probably tell stories after Thanksgiving about Thanksgiving. That's probably what the next podcast will be. 
telling some stories. So of what happened and how it happened. We'll have to listen to this to remind ourselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> this well, is episode season two, episode 14. Oh, there we go. It's doing great. We're almost done with suits. We're getting down there. Season seven. We got one more season to go and um, maybe we'll finish it up. But that's what that's what empty nesters do, you know. So, hey, well, thanks for uh, coming by the podcast. Um, tell your friends and neighbors uh, to listen to us because we're awesome. Leave a review. <laughs> Leave a review. But thanks for uh, coming by the Empty Nester Therapy Podcast. My name's Rich. And this is Amy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.